now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. We really need to figure out a way to record the before we record. Sometimes that's just that's just comedy gold there, Doc Manson. It's comedy gold! I don't think any of what we do or say or converse with each other really qualifies as comedy gold. Oh, come on. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. We're hilarious. Everyone thinks so. We have ones and ones of fans. I came home from work yesterday and basically just got into bed. And I was basically there the entire night because I felt like the room was spinning. That was me. Not the room spinning part. But that was me last week. There was definitely a night in which I came home, was in bed watching Supper Time with Maddie Matheson, and was asleep by 5.45. And slept, it was awful. And slept pretty much straight through. And yet, here you are, trooper that you are. I'm not ill. I don't feel sick. I just had a stressful well, day yesterday, and I took it home with me, and it physically affected me, as stress does sometimes do to me. How does it manage? But I got through itself? it, and here we are. Does stress usually make you dizzy? No, no, that's a new one. But when Is you have stress... an anxiety disorder, you sort of just roll with the punches. Is the stress because the worry about the coronavirus is going to drastically affect uh, your place of business? Not really, oh. but I'm sure that's probably part of it subconsciously. But I'm not. Like, legitimately, I'm not really worried about that. So, no. But that's the thing with anxiety disorders is you're subconsciously worried about stuff that you don't even know that you're worried about. And it's just, I I don't know. That's why it's a disorder, I guess. We don't have to delve too deeply, but since you brought it up, do you talk to someone about your anxiety? No, not really. Besides us, the the listenership? No, I mean, my general practitioner a little bit, but for the most part, it's well controlled with just a minor minor dose of uh, pharmaceuticals. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does come and go for sure. And I'm sure there's been some stress at work, plus the virus thing, plus some other stuff. So like, I'm sure it's all working together, conspiring to get me, DC. Well, Doc Manson, I do want you to know, and I actually mean this legitimately, it will come across sounding insincere because that's just, I think, the nature of how I talk. I am always here if you need me. I appreciate that, DC. If you ever need... I appreciate that sentiment very much. If you ever need an ear or distraction, you know, I will come set your curtains on fire. I need a nipple to nurse upon? Well, I do have three, so you can choose... Yes! Which one? Do you think people who have three nipples, do you think the third one... Like yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, do you think the third one is equally as sensitive as the other two? Or is it just like I'm a say skin I doubt tag? It. I, I, I think maybe it depends. If you're listening and you have three nipples, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, we want to hear from you. I would uh, guess that some are more like vestigial in terms of like it's just a skin thing. Yeah. But I, I suppose if you had like full equipment underneath the nipple, that that might be just as sensitive. Can you have full equipment under the nipple? Is there such a thing as a three nippled person capable of producing milk from all three nipples? 
Well, and can I produce milk from my nipples? Well, no, you can't, but I'm <laughs> curious personal. about... The... Yeah. I yeah. mean, I can, but well, that's well, me. Okay, so I was born, I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but I don't mind. I was born with six fingers on each hand, and the six fingers a lot were, of obvi- fingers. were obviously uh, surgically removed when I was young. I don't know if they were, I've never asked, I don't know if they, there was bone or if it was just like an extra piece of like flesh. I don't know if there was like, like had that not happened, would I just have six fingers right now? Well, I think you'd have 12. Well, yes. But would I, would I have been more interested in playing the piano or the saxophone because I had an advantage over my peers? I wonder. I want, this is your homework. You, you go ask Mrs. It, it, is, Mrs. The champ's, Mama it is the champ's birthday. It is the champ's birthday yeah. right now. I, I called Happy a couple birthday, of times. Champio. I called a couple of times and the phone was busy, which means they've taken the phone off the hook so they can have their afternoon nap. Because when you're old, that's something you do. You still take the phone off the hook. Yes. Would you like to share what you're thinking? No. <laughs> hey, as long as he's happy, if they're happy, I'm happy. Um, there you go. I'll, I'll inquire. Because, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Know. So, um, well, let's see. You know, yes, the the coronavirus, we record on Wednesdays. The coronavirus is now officially a pandemic. I know many universities are closing. Um, I expect yours will at some point in the near future. Uh, I'm not sure about me at a public school. Some schools are closing, some are not. I just got a bunch of documents that were emailed to families, including like, you know, we've hired extra custodians to clean and all of that. So I don't know what that's going to mean for any of us. But I'm ready. Like, I, I will self-quarantine if I need to. The idea of not leaving yeah, the house for a week or two sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what's happening. I mean, in fairness, you know, where we are, there aren't a ton of confirmed cases. So, you know, certainly for a place of employment, if you don't have any cases at that place or in the immediate community, there's no I understand why they would not have maybe made any decisions from just, you know, operating as normal. So it's really a matter of will will cases come? And eventually, yes, of course they will. But it's a question of when, really, Uh, not if, but when does have an effect on, well, on everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I'm curious about. And it's interesting to me. And you're the the virologist so you can put this in in a better perspective for me they keep talking about oh we did this a couple of years ago with this disease and then we did it a couple of years ago with this disease <clears throat> maybe i was just not paying attention in my younger years but i don't remember this level of like oh no this is going to be a thing yeah i think we got ready for something like this uh in 2009 with the swine flu um but i don't think it ever quite reached this level because it didn't spread the way that this has spread. You know what I mean? It didn't have uh, the death rate that this seems to have. Although again, in the early days of that outbreak, um, there was talk of death rates as high as 10%. So now when you hear about death rates as high as 5%, well, you know, that's probably inflated. Yeah. Um, so don't necessarily take that too close to heart. Um, I suspect that number will go down 
over time. I mean, because right now, in this country anyways, testing is lacking. There's a lot more cases out there than have been recorded. So, yeah, the current rate of infection or current number of infections versus current number of dead suggests a death rate close to 5%. But there is no way that the, those the people that we know of being sick are not the only people sick at this point. So I expect to see the sick numbers balloon in the next week or so, just sure. because testing coming more online and more people getting tested and getting confirmed that they actually have it. But, you know, that just drives the death rate number down at that point. That's true. I didn't think of that, but that makes more sense. The more people who have it and aren't dying. All right. That's right, fair. Because there's a lot of mild or mild cases that just aren't being recorded right now. So, sure. you know, nothing about it. Well, thank you. You've you've relieved. Now, I haven't felt a huge amount of angst, but I was a little angst, and now I'm less angsty. So, yeah, you're you're so good. Now, if you have elderly folks in your life, you might you know you might caution them to stay home if, if uh, the, there's nothing pressing. We mentioned the champ. The champ. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it is 72 today. Uh, so yeah, he's he and uh, Mama Matthews have hunkered down. I don't think they're going a huge. Place. They're certainly not going to WrestleMania, and you know they're nope. ca- they're canceling events left and right, and everyone keeps looking at WrestleMania and going, "Well, what's going to happen with that? That's in a month. I don't know. WrestleMania Where is in it? Saudi Arabia, Tampa. So I guess what's it looking I, like in the Tampa area? I don't know, but there were some you know city leaders in the Tampa area. We're going to get together at some point this week just to like talk about what to do with their events, you know. People are talking about what possible alternatives will be happening if they can't, you know, people are saying no event bigger than 100 people. What are you going to have? WrestleMania for the first 100 people who walk in? It's the guy in the green shirt and 99 of his friends. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Has Florida, has Florida said no interstate travel yet? I don't know. I'm I'm not keeping too, you know, because I'm not going to WrestleMania and Quite frankly, the, I updated the WWE Network because it made me, and now nothing works. It keeps spiraling and spiraling and, like, buffering every five seconds. Although your, you know, video is a little grainy, so maybe just my internet needs to be reset. I don't know. Um, yeah, you've but, gone all you know, electronic on me. I think we're out of sync. Uh-oh. Eh, whatever. Yeah, you sound like it's a phone call right now, which is fine, but. Yeah, sure. Who cares? So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe um, they have to relocate. Maybe they postpone. Maybe WrestleMania, you know, maybe WrestleMania gets moved to June, which might be a better time to have it anyways. And we just redo all the pay-per-view schedules. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest at this point, regardless of what the letter of the law is, um, it's probably in the best interest of the public health to delay such an event. Yeah. I know that you've got a lot of people coming from a lot of different places, so it's not a great, not a great time for that. I think, did I just see E3 got canceled? It did. E3 was canceled. GDC was canceled. So a lot yeah. of the big um, uh, game shows this time of year. Mobile World the, Congress uh, was canceled. Lots of tech shows. The March Madness basketball tournament, the opening rounds will be held with no crowd. It'll just be the two teams playing each other. So it's going to be a weird time. going to be a very weird time. Speaking of March Madness, though, here's what's not going to be a weird time. Um, I emailed my uh, the podcast because I found, and I don't think we've done this before. You don't need to. Well, I guess you could see it. But um, I found a tournament. And, of course, you know, this was our idea first. We were the first people to ever 
try to do March Madness for something other than basketball. Everyone else is just copying our idea. Um, but I found a website that says October Madness Tournament of the Deadliest Slasher Villains in Movie History. And I said to myself, all right, self, this is right up Doc Manson's alley. So now this one is, it's an article, so they've chosen their winners. Now, of course, had I been, you know, a forward-thinking pre-planner podcaster, I would have written this all down and made the brackets. Of course, I haven't done that, so I'm hoping I can piece the brackets together as we go. Uh, but Dr. out of Nancy, curiosity, is there an article just legitimately based off of the people with the highest body counts in the movies? Because that's just a straightforward answer. It's not like that's... I don't believe so, but really, I'm just going to be naming horror movie villains, and you can chime in with what your preference is, because I don't care okay. what, whoever wrote this article. All right, so they have a, uh, they call it the slay-in round, so they have a play on the play-in round, so I'm going to name um, two villains, and you tell me your personal preference. We'll start off with Pennywise versus... The Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. And Pennywise, of course, being from It. Yes, I suppose I should have specified, but I assumed most people would be familiar with the reference, but that was an assumption on my part. Out of curiosity, before we get too deep into this, are there names on there that you don't recognize? That would presume that I've looked beyond the first two tournament matchups. So I'm okay. going to say... I'm just, I'm just curious how granular this gets and if my cred is going to be on the line is there going to be someone on here that i'm like i don't know who that is I believe, but uh okay well sadly i wish i had done more research <clears throat> i think there's only eight <laughs> so there's All eight right. with a couple of play in rounds so this is not going to take that long um you know perhaps someone out there who has some more horror movie cred can send me a better bracket if they can either find one or dare I say make one and we can do this again but for now uh yeah Pennywise or the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers it's an interesting matchup between the two of them because they both sort of have similar backgrounds which is to say these are creatures um they sort of go dormant for a long period of time before reviving and in each case then they sort of you know feed um, so they're very similar in that way. Uh, Pennywise, though, is a cosmic being. Um, there, there's, there's more beyond the physical um, form of Pennywise that you see. I mean, obviously, he's able to manipulate people's fears, manipulate things that are and aren't there, um, the deadlights, so on and so forth. Whereas the creeper is really just a humanoid creature. Um, Although I guess that's a little bit arguable because he does have like that fancy car, which seems to be possessed and other stupid things that they developed in the sequels. And I will say I like the creeper. The first movie is pretty good. I think the second movie is highly underrated. I think Jeepers Creepers 2 is excellent. Uh, but if we're just going pure matchup, cosmic being beats creature every step of the way. So Pennywise, I think, takes that one. All right. So we'll go with Pennywise. Um, the next one is Ghostface, aka okay. the Scream villain, um, yes. versus Pinhead. Pinhead from the Hellraiser series. Yes. Okay, so Scream again. Uh, Ghostface is literally just a person wearing a mask. 
um, and it's been worn by lots of different people over the course of the series. Whereas Pinhead is was a man, but he was sucked into this other dimension through this puzzle box um, portal, I guess you could say, the lament configuration. And so he is now transcended being a mortal. He's more like a demon at this point. Um, those are very interesting films, by the way. There's a lot more to them than you would think. They're based off of books by Clive Barker. The first movie was adapted for the film by Clive Barker, directed by Clive Barker. So he did a lot with that and made a very good movie there. It's very, it's very interesting. There's a lot of sexuality. S&M sort of enters into the story. It's a very interesting movie. It's a little intense, but uh, it's, it's one of those series that everybody sort of knows about, but they probably don't really know what it's really about. That movie holds up. That first movie is very, very good. And, and it's a little more, again, a little more serious, I, th- I think, than other slasher movies that you might think of. You might be surprised uh, by it. That said, of course, uh, Man versus Demon, I'm giving it to Pinhead, the lead Cenobite. He would rip Ghostface to pieces with his yeah. demonic chains. No problem. The article does say Pinhead is a demon. David Arquette was able to finish off the screen killer. We'll go with the demon. Exactly. So, yeah, now let's get into the tournament again. There's only a I'm a little disappointed in myself, but here we go. Uh, Jason Voorhees versus Pennywise. Hmm. My heart is with Jason Voorhees. Obviously, the unstoppable killer from the Friday the 13th uh, franchise. He eventually becomes undead. He has some sort of healing factor that comes into play later on. So, you know, he's awesome. He's unstoppable in some ways, but I just, I don't know how necessarily you fight a cosmic being. So I guess Pennywise wins. That's, that's an upset, I would say, because Jason's certainly far more popular, but I don't know how he would literally fight and win. I mean, Pennywise would know what he was afraid of, would get in his head and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, Pennywise all the well, way. And spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. How is the cosmic being defeated in the movie or the docu series? You know, not the docu series, the mini series. It wasn't in a mini series before it was a movie. It was, yeah. So is it just that? And a movie, and it was a book before that. Is it just that Pennywise goes away, or is he? Um, it's mm, up for interpretation, I suppose. All right. Uh, next round. Yeah, that would be an upset. Jason Voorhees was ranked number one according to this website. Uh, Mike Myers, Michael Myers versus Leatherface. Mm, that's a good matchup. Leatherface, of course, from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Michael Myers from Austin Power series. And <laughs> I guess I'll have Took to give it to. Took me a minute. Eh? Yeah, see what I did there? Uh, yeah. And this is probably more of a fair matchup. They're both men in some ways, although, again, I, I think Michael Myers, especially in certain, there's been about four different timeline continuities of the Halloween series, so it's difficult to speak definitively. I mean, admittedly, there's been just as many different timelines for Texas Chainsaw as well. Uh, but in some of the timelines, Michael Myers is imbued with the powers of some sort of, like, druidic um, god demon thing, so in that timeline, I would say for sure Michael Myers takes it. Otherwise, it's Kitchen Knife Michael Myers versus Chainsaw, in which case Leatherface takes it. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm going to go with the coolness factor 
And I like Michael Myers a lot more, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to M.M. All right. Um, next up, another kind of, you know, you can say whether or not this is a, a fair matchup. Chucky, obviously from the Child's Play movies, uh, versus Leprechaun from all of our Lucky Charms cereal. <sighs> Leprechaun from the Leprechaun movies. Um, yeah, I mean, the Leprechaun has access to magic. Chucky is just a doll with a knife. The thing about Chucky is, though, he just keeps coming back. But so does the Leprechaun, I suppose. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Chucky just because. But um, I think that really is a bit of a toss up. But, you know, the backstory is more interesting in that he's a doll that's been possessed by the soul of a murderous voodoo practicer. At least in the original series, the remake, he's just a AI doll that's gone amok, I suppose. But I like we'll stick with the original. Final opening round matchup. You knew he was going to show up some point. Your friend and ours, Frederick Krueger, uh, taking on Pinhead. Hmm. Yep. That's definitely, I mean, that's a dream demon versus an S&M demon. Uh, and I th- honestly, though, I, I think that Freddy's powers are more complete. They're more thorough, being able to invade dreams, kill people in the dreams, etc. Um, admittedly, part of the thing with Freddy is his powers are based off of people being afraid of him. And I don't know if Pinhead would be afraid of him so much as would just want to have sex with him. I'm telling you, those are some weird movies. I was going to say, um, I'm going to have to get on the Wikipedia page. It's something, least. all right. Yeah, I mean, the basic gist of it is that <laughs> the lament configuration is this puzzle box that humans open and then they get sucked into this hell dimension. And usually what they're, what they're doing is these are humans that have experienced all sorts of pleasure and pain and they feel like there's nothing left to experience in the world. So they've sought out this box for the promise of untold, you know, experiences. And, and so, yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it to Freddy though, because again, he's got. It seems like he's got a lot more powers. Take any form that he wants, do anything he wants. Pinhead's usually always just Pinhead. He might have control of some chains and things like that, but Freddy's got the element of versatility for sure. So, opening round is done. We're in the semifinals now. Pennywise, that cosmic being, versus Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, once again, I think I have to give it to Pennywise. Michael Myers. Mostly just a dude. I think Pennywise would just eat him alive and use his bones as toothpicks. Second semifinal matchup, Chucky versus Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger all the way. Of course. Non-corporeal being always beats corporeal demon. Or being, I suppose I should say. Well, which sets up the cosmic being versus the non-corporeal being, Pennywise or Freddy Krueger. Doc Manson, for your money. What does, uh, who takes it? Who is the, the ultimate horror slasher villain? It's interesting though, before I answer it, it is very interesting because these are very similar beings. Like right. One is a cosmic being. The other is imbued with the powers of dream demons, but they both prey on people's fears. They both know what makes you afraid. They both manifest those things. They both, you know what I mean? They're very similar in their power set. Um, are we getting a 60 minute Broadway then? Or are they just going to cancel each other out? And no one wins. Like, I, I mean, there's a good possibility of that, but again, you know, uh, Pennywise is this ancient sort of being. So he's definitely got the experience on his side. But on the other hand, I also always get the impression because, you know, Pennywise 
was bested by a group of young children to some degree. So I like he feels like he's invulnerable, whereas Freddy is a human being. He's got that same sort of intelligence that we do. So I feel like he's got the human element going for him. He can think outside the box. He can apply his powers in creative ways that maybe Pennywise wouldn't be able to do simply because of the ancientness of his intelligence. He might not be as flexible as such. I will go ahead and give it to Freddy Krueger. But frankly, it could be a toss up. I could see it being scripted either way. I'm surprised, you know, we've seen they've had, uh, you know, the Mortal Kombat games. And granted, it's going to be hard to have like a fighting game with this. But you would think with the intellectual properties, there would be a way to have some sort of horror movie game featuring multiple of these guys. I know I think there was a game we talked about. I can't remember if it's Dead by Daylight where... Yeah, I've heard of that game. Where you're various villains. There's various villains, and one person's the villain, and the other people are the survivors who need to, like, turn the power back on and accomplish certain tasks, and the, you know, the monster, the slasher is, like, chasing you and all of that sort of stuff, so. There was a uh, Friday the 13th game, which is basically the exact same game, where four people play counselors, one person was playing Jason on different maps, and, yeah, like, you had to try to either the cops to come or you had to try to get the car started or you had to try to get the boat started to escape basically the exact same gameplay but just with the license that was also very popular before it kind of got more or less shut down because of the movie licensing licensing for friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street have kind of been all up in the air the last couple of years um interested to see how all that eventually plays out and hopefully we can get some new entries in those series before too long i hope so for your sake uh, for sorry, my sake. I'm slightly distracted because um, Frank explains to Julia that he has exhausted all sensory experiences and sought out the puzzle box with the promise that it would open a portal to a realm of new carnal pleasures. When solved, the Cenobites, or Cenobites, uh, came to subject him to the extremes of sadomasochism. Well, I'm uncomfortable it's a real good movie it works in a way that a lot of those older films don't still work you could might you might be able to get off say it is a bit cheesy but it is a very interesting and dark film very different from some of the lighter 80s fare i'm also on bmoviegeek.com uh is that really the movie poster for rabid grannies or did you make that it is Wow, that's the movie poster. Um, And I will say it looks nothing like the grannies in the actual film, but there it is. Okay. Uh, Let's see. We haven't talked a whole lot of wrestling, and I suppose we don't have to because we don't really know what's going on here. Um, Elimination Chamber happened. I'm assuming since I had to remind you of it around 830, you did not watch I did not. That's okay. I know we even talked about it on the show, but I honestly don't think I could have told you any of the matches that were going to be on it. So I didn't really have any. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak, which is kind of random, but was one of the my favorite matches I've seen in quite some time. That was pretty amazing. Um, the chamber matches were fine. The tag team one was good. Our, our mascot, Lindsay Dorado, Pulled a TNA. Do you remember? Was it? I think it was AJ Styles in an in a Ultimate X match where the ropes are kind of crossed. He's holding on to them at one point. 
and kind of swings back and forth and does a shooting star press off of those crossed ropes. Do you remember this? Does that ring a bell? It rings a bell. Our boy Lince Dorado climbs up the chamber, is going hand over hand on the roof of the chamber, swings back and forth, and does a shooting star press onto all of his opponents below him. That was awesome. He'll, that'll be a highlight reel clip for a while now. That was a very good moment. Um, the women's one was pretty much the arrival of Shayna Baszler. I believe she took everybody out. I think she went five for five, including at the end, your girl, Asuka. I think Asuka was the only one who put up much of a fight. I think she just pretty much railroaded everybody else. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a bad Sami Zayn, new intercontinental champion. Good for Sami Zayn. First, How did he win that? Uh, Braun Strowman, who was the intercontinental champion, which I did not know, um, was wrestling. Sami Zayn is now a heel. And he's, he was managing Cesaro and Shinsuke. And he's wearing, like, basically, like, Fidel Castro green military kind of outfit. Um, but he wrestled, Braun Strowman wrestled all three of them in a handicap match. And Sami Zayn happened to pin Braun Strowman and win the Intercontinental title. Great. So, that was nice. It's his first singles title in the WWE. He is a former NXT champion. Right. Um, but yeah, so WrestleMania, still not a lot of matches uh, fully announced. We're only at five, but then again, if WrestleMania is pushed back, then they've got plenty of time. Not sure really what happens then. If they decide, like, if they decide, yeah, we're going to have to push back till, you know, May 5th, are they just going to do a month of, yep, Goldberg's going to wrestle Roman Reigns, but we don't talk about it for a while? I, I guess. Or maybe they just do it and other matches happen at WrestleMania. I don't know. I just don't know. How do you really put together a later, even if delay WrestleMania, how do you really do that? Because like if you delay it in theory, wherever you're going to do it has other things booked. How do people get all their travel arrangements done again? How do all the hotels get those arrangements done again? Well, that's it. People are going to lose a ton of money because if you spend now, granted, maybe you can get a refund on some of it, but like. You know, and then this is a, this is a broader you go question. About replaying like, that. Well, even your airline tickets. If I have airline tickets to go anywhere right now, and all of a sudden all airline travel is suspended for a week, do I get my money back? Is it an act of God sort of thing? And they're just like, you can, you know, we'll give you a voucher that you can use for a flight later. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's a lot yeah. of interesting questions from this unprecedented event. It it is unprecedented. There. Precedent does not exist. God, I'm tired. Me too. Let's get the emails and get on out of here. Um, Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. We've only got three. Technically, I sent us one. But uh, I'm grateful for the three we have. The first one is from Kev, and it's called Foos. Evening, chaps. Listening to last week's podcast as Mrs. Manson delivers food. Can I please request a photo of said food when it happens to be posted on the Twitter? I'm always intrigued what these look like i just walked into a bush whilst writing and walking uh have either of you walked into anything whilst being on the phone thanks kev best get outlook for ios um i'm sure i have walked into things i try not to walk and be on my phone mainly because i'm a bad walker just when i'm focused i so. guarantee i've run my shin into the frame of my bed at least once oh yeah but again, I do that. I walk into like I walk into walls or door frames just walking. 
that's because you're the Kool-Aid man, so. Yeah. Thank you. It's Thanks. kind of your job. Thanks for that. Not a most traumatic. Oh, yeah! Not one of the more traumatic moments of my childhood. I still do not wear red. Paul, you're an asshole. Um, what? Oh. When I was in middle school, um, I had this red Chicago Bulls shirt because I thought I was cool. Not that I ever watched basketball. Um, and I wore it to school, and this guy, Paul, uh, was like, hey, you look like the Kool-Aid man. And I was like, what? And he's like, because you're round and red. And I never wore red again. Was that the same Paul that I would later come to know? Yeah. That guy's an so. asshole. He really is. He thought, yeah. speaking, of, speaking of extra things, uh, he thought he had three testicles, but it turned out that one was just some weird growth that had wrapped itself around one of his testicles, and now he only has one testicle thereby giving him the name One Ball Paul. I hope you're, <laughs> I hope you're taking so a picture. Kev, you get your wish. I hope wish. you're taking a picture of whatever that is, because literally not 90 seconds after we read that email, and I share a humiliating experience from my childhood, uh, food arrives. Food what, arrives. What, what do you got there? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you're just going to post it right away? All right, let me get my Twitter going. Yeah, yeah real time. Let's see, ddtpod.com. Uh, let's see. No, no, I'm sorry. Hashtag ddtpod. Mrs. Manson delivers. And let's attach that photo. <laughs> and tweet. Real-time tweeting, folks. All right. Hashtag ddtpod to see what was delivered. Ooh. Ooh. DIY. Uh, I won't spoil it, but something DIY. I mean, you can feel free to spoil it if you like. Nope. Nope, they have to see. They right. have to see. They have to see. DIY. The crunching is going to be the part I'm looking forward to. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to start crunching. Do you have any more hamantaschen? I don't. I mean, I think we might have some in the freezer, so I could probably take a photo of that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tweeted. <laughs> got not, not 30 seconds. Sorry, I have to fill in Mrs. Manson now. She's, the email is still up on my screen. Huh? Yeah, I don't have my phone in. I just tweeted it, so oh. they can find it. I'm not saying what it is. They're going to have to find out. Right, right. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Maybe next time I'll talk about it and tweet it. Yeah. I did, All right. I did at Kevin on Twitter, so now he can see. Uh, well, yeah. Have I walked into anything? Yes, many times. There's the picture. Uh, what did I have? I had um, a shaved steak broccoli bowl mm. and some frozen grapes, and I've had a LaCroix lime seltzer. So, life is good. All right, while he, uh, while he preps his food, Mitchell has an explanation. And this is a lengthy one, so bear with me. Oh my god, it's so lengthy. <clears throat> so they haven't announced overtime for next week as of yet, but they still have till the end of today's shift. Mitchell, lately on his, the pod, if this is your first time listening to the DDT pod adventure, welcome aboard. Uh, Mitchell, a regular emailer, has been working a lot of overtime lately, and we're, we're getting an explanation. At least as far as Monday is concerned. Nevertheless, the email I sent for yesterday's show gave me a natural follow-up email, so I figured I would send it in while I was thinking about it. All right. So Doc was right in guessing that Mythical Kitchen was a Rhett and Link thing, at least mostly. I'm pretty sure I guessed that. No, 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 that was me. No, I did. I mean, I don't know what Rhett and Link is even now, but I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that. They have a YouTube show, Good Mythical Morning. They're like a comedy duo. 
You see Good Mythical Morning. like us, but less talented. Yes. You see Good Mythical Morning, which is their main show, involves a lot of food-based episodes. As part of this, they've had a person on their staff named Josh, who has the title Mythical Chef Josh. He's become progressively more popular since they introduced him, and in 2019, they started letting him make more videos that featured him as the main focus without Rhett and Link at all. This culminated when they launched a channel specifically about him and the rest of the food staff called Mythical Kitchen at the beginning of the year. The podcast they started last week called A Hot Dog is a Sandwich is about hotly contested or controversial food topics and features Mythical Chef Josh and his sous chef, as it were, Nicole. Uh, Just a piece of edification, a piece of knowledge for all of you. When we're talking about a sous chef, S-O-U-S, the French word for under, because it is the chef that works under the main chef. So it is a sous chef, S-O-U-S. Just a piece of information for all of you. I'm sure you were desperate to know. As for animation, that's why people come to this show. As for Animal Crossing, I honestly don't know much more than Doc. I have played it before, but only for a few hours or so. And you don't know anything about it? You've played it for a few hours and you don't know anything about it? Or maybe you just know a lot about it. Who, me? He says, as for Animal Crossing, I honestly don't know much more than Doc. I've played it, but only for a few hours or so. I'm like, if you played it for a few hours, I assume you know something. Yeah, something. But, you know, a lot of games don't open up in their first few hours. I suppose so. that is very true. You make a very valid point. Um, have you played? Did you play Final Fantasy VII as a kid? Were you into the Final Fantasy games or not because they were console? Um, Final Fantasy VII was on the PC, but I did not play it. Um, I had a friend who played through it, and I watched them play it at least one time when I went over to their house. But I, I don't think I ever played it directly myself. Did you see the whole hubbub about the new... Was that on Giant Bomb? The new yeah. demo? Yeah. The <clears> remake <throat> of Final Fantasy VII that's only like a third of the game? Yeah. Dan, because they're going to release like 10 episodes or something? Dan Reichert, big part of this week's uh, New Day pod, if you're missing him. I'm not. Okay. I like Dan Reichert, but I also <clears throat> don't like Dan Reichert. So. Just, just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Back back to Mitchell's email. But the reason I'm interested is if you look at Nintendo's staple series, they they typically have one IP to cover most major genres. Mario is the platformer. Zelda is the adventure game. Pokemon is the Erpig. Mario Kart is the racing game. Splatoon is the shooter. You get the idea. Well, Animal Crossing is their sim game, and sim games happen to be one of my two favorite genres. Something about routine tasks and resource management is really satisfying to me. This is why I love Stardew Valley, Minecraft, and while it's not a sim game, even Pokemon, to an extent. Have you ever played The, the Sims? That's what I thought. Or Second the Life. Sim City? Oh, man. I loved Sim City, but all I did was just release monsters and earthquakes. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point. The trouble is, with Animal Crossing, from what I've seen and the little I've experienced, there's not much reward or incentive to go through the motions. Other than paying off your house, there hasn't been long-term goals in the past, outside of collecting trinkets to put in your house, which is uninteresting to me. I think that actually, though, is the goal. That has to interest you. And if it doesn't, then I don't think the game is for you. So I've never been able to enjoy my favorite genre from my favorite video game developer. That being said, without going into detail, it seems the newest entry may fix many of my issues with the series. 
That yeah. combined with the community hype online has made me more inclined to try it this time around, but I still haven't decided. Sorry for the long email. I suppose I was making up for the short or non-existent ones from the past month. Hope all is well. We hope all is well with you as well. Uh, Mitchell got to actually uh, watch some of Elimination Chamber and have a steak dinner at the same time. I hope you liked both. Yeah, and if you do play Animal Crossing, let me know if you like it. And then we get to Glenn. We love Glenn. Glenn's, we going, love through Glenn. A, Glenn's going through a hard time right now. Um, so while, yes, we would love you to go to bit.ly forward slash help a bestie to help out our good bestest of the besties, Glenn. Uh, Glenn needs your positivity. Glenn needs the love. Glenn needs the support. You know, needs to know that there is a world out there, a community out there that is cheering for him and that loves him dearly. Uh, and his email is Russell <coughs> Mania. I just want to point out that the coughing was in the title. Hi, guys. With so many sporting events being canceled or taking place behind closed doors, I'd like to know whether you would prefer to watch WrestleMania without an audience or postpone it until such a time as it can go ahead with a full attendance. Thanks, as always, Glenn. I think, I'd like to see both. I think for the reasons we just talked about, I would rather see it happen when it's supposed to happen for whatever audience can be there. Even if it's literally the wrestlers and their families and it's like, I don't know, like it's some sort of like in thing. NXT right now is going to be tonight from the Performance Center. Now, granted, that was planned ahead of time. It was supposed to be that way. It's not as a result of the coronavirus. It's actually something that's been in the works for a while. Um, but yeah, like I want those matches to continue. I want the stories to continue. Although someone tweeted out that they should use this as a hard reset and be like, hey, if this is going to be postponed, this is a perfect opportunity for us to be like, we're starting over, we're scrapping everything, you know, new kind of in the way that, that Vince did the Attitude Era back in the 90s. But um, I don't know if there's a strong need for that, other than it is a good opportunity. That's to do. more of what it is. I think for some talents, certainly it could be. But um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'd rather just see it happen with less of an audience, but I understand that's going to ruin the mystique of WrestleMania. The whole idea is you're there with a hundred thousand people watching this event. And, and that's actually the reason why I would want to see it. Um, like, and again, this is take not taking into account anything else. Obviously there's money concerns. and Who knows, man, if you put together WrestleMania, but don't actually then bring in any of that other revenue related to merchandise sales and access. Like, I don't know how much of a financial hit, WWE takes. Can they afford to do WrestleMania next year without the revenue from WrestleMania? I don't know. So like, again, this is not taking into account any of those sorts of things. But I think watching WrestleMania, this huge event, that's normally this stadium just full of people with no one there. There would be a certain amount. Uh, there's something about that that just really appeals to me. Yeah, they could do it like in the performance center. You know, and it would have sort of like a throwback. Oh, no. They're going to do it in the stadium. There's going to be tumbleweeds going through the chairs, the stands. I want to see it all set do, up. You could do you could do like the friends and family sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it would be interesting to watch watching it. in empty Actually, arena. you're right. They wouldn't do it in the arena because setting up the arena is a huge saving. Yeah. So if they you did come to they that, have, you're right. You know, they have built a pirate ship. 
It's in Tampa. They keep doing the pirate theme. They have built a set that is a pirate ship, and wrestlers will come out from the decks of the pirate ship and do all of this stuff. Um, I want to see that, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm feeling very, like, you know, there's nothing I can do about any of this, so I'm just kind of letting it happen, which I suppose is my, you know, fact that I've been reading. Don't mind the all the out. rustling on the microphone. Mrs. Manson has come in to take the trash out of the garbage while I'm recording. <laughs> she also brought you Thank dinner you. and guacamole, so. I know. I know. So. I know. I understand the timing's a little weird. A little? But maybe. <laughs> But maybe she wanted, maybe she thought she would be part of the discussion. Although now, if we wanted to, we could say the title of this episode is Mrs. Manson Takes the Trash Out. I think that sounds good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm interested for just from a, just to see, you know, everyone talks about how the crowds can be bad. They were talking about how the crowded elimination chamber was pretty dead. Well, you want to hear dead. <laughs> this stadium can fit 80,000. We have 80 people. I will say they've, they've done empty arena matches before, and they're always weird. I don't know. I think it opens up some possibilities. I would throw out the rules. I'd be like, you can do pretty much whatever you want, because yeah. I don't know. There's something the to WrestleMania that. that wasn't canon. That would be awesome if they just had this night where they said, oh. We're just, anything goes tonight, and they just went out of oh. their way to tell the most ridiculous, over-the-top story but with the understanding that the end of the night, none of this actually happened. Yeah. That would be really well, and, fun. And there's something to that because WrestleMania is kind of becoming non-canon anyways. Sure. Like, you know, Baron Corbin retired Kurt Angle. We don't really talk about that a lot. Maybe Baron Corbin does. But, you know, it's kind of this event where like, hey, Goldberg's going to show up and The Undertaker's going to be there and all of that sort of thing. So I really feel... <laughs> One quick wrestling opinion before we get our pieces of positivity out there. Um, I really feel like WWE is missing out on an opportunity. Apparently, The Undertaker's going to wrestle AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Um, but The Undertaker showed up at the Elimination Chamber because Aleister Black was wrestling The Undertaker. Aleister Black's being triple teamed by the OC. The lights go out. Oh, no, there's the gong. The lights go out. The lights come back on. Taker's in the ring. Alistair Black's gone. He beats up all three of the OC. The lights go back off. The lights come back on. And Alistair Black's back in the ring and Taker's gone. And I'm like, if we're going to imply that Alistair Black has some of the wrestle spooky, he needs to be part of this match. Like, we need to see Alistair Black and The Undertaker versus the OC, unless we're going to tell a crazy story in which... They're one in the same. The, the spirit of the Undertaker is in Alistair Black, and he can call upon him in times of dire need. <laughs> as much as I would like that story, something tells me. I think I think it, most of you us can would explain love that it story. with the Undertaker's wrestle spooky powers. Accommodate everything that actually happened. Uh, last minute email from Chris Hawk. Hi DC. Those tacos look delicious. Sent for my iPhone. Thanks, Seahawk. I'm glad you ruined everything. They were delicious. I got an email from someone. I won't say who it is, um, but they asked if the beefs Chris Hawk and I have is legit or if it's kayfabe. And I was like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't take it all that seriously. 
maybe he really doesn't like me, but um, I think it's just an act, but I don't really know. I look forward to you never finding out. Um, I look forward to your piece of positivity. What's been going on that's been exciting to you? It's been a busy week. There's been a lot going on. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and, and say be movie geek. I'm working on another review, another article now for the slumber party massacre, an interesting film where there's a lot to say about it. Okay. So look forward to that in the near future. It, it, How it's many a words. Have you written? Uh, not many, a hundred maybe, okay. but it's going to end up being a longer article for sure. It's a really interesting film. It's a 1982 film. Everything that you think about of those bad tropes of the slasher genre are there. Um, obviously, the title alone implies the nubile, nubile young flesh of scantily clad teenagers and the slasher film and yada yada. The thing that's interesting about this film is it was actually written. The script was written by um, I won't bother with the name, but by a feminist author originally and the script ended up being revised although she ultimately did get screen credit for writing the story and so it was actually originally written sort of a spoof or a parody of the slasher genre and as luck would have it it also ended up being directed by a woman Uh, and the slasher party massacre is a trilogy of films of which all three of those films were written and directed by women which is maybe the only series where that happened which is kind of cool um, but anyways, the first film is interesting. Again, it has this origin in being a satirical script that was basically sort of rewritten to a degree, but keeping the core of what was there and filmed as a straight slasher movie. But a lot of that satire still comes through. And it's 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 this weird sort of oddity, this weird sort of relic of history where it's got all those tropes that you're expecting from this thing. And yet it also has this very weird sort of progressive message about men and women. And it's interesting. It is very interesting. There's a lot to say about it. So I look look forward to actually getting my thoughts down on paper. I enjoy listening to you talk about horror movies because you seem to find, and maybe this is the case in most horror movies. And because I'm not familiar with the genre, I don't pay attention you seem to find a lot of the cultural references or the satire or the, you know, these are more than just blood and guts and gore for you. You're making like connections to, you know, the real world, or like I said, to all of this sort of, you know, commentary on culture, um, which is why I think the B movie geek is going to be a very popular website. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hoot of a film. I do recommend it. The uh, the killer literally kills Sumber everybody. Sumber Party Massacre. It's a hoot of the. It's a hoot of a film. The the murder weapon. The the murderer literally goes around with this giant, like two handed. You know, it, it's probably like a three foot long drill drill bit. And there's literally shots in the movie, like between this guy's legs. And like you see the drill bit as if dangling between his legs and framed in the shot is the is the victim. You know what I mean? Like it is saying something, even if it's not trying to. 
Oh, sure. But it is. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very the it's very interesting. Is saying something if the movie itself is not. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, let's see. I could be. I won't say preachy, but I'll go with the easy one. Daylight savings time happened. A rough adjustment every time you lose an oh, hour of sleep. Internal clocks off. But it is six eighteen in the afternoon, and it is still perfectly light out right now, and I love that. At we what went point for. Does it cease being the afternoon and start being the evening? Um, I suppose it is evening, but I would say. Or is it one of those things where it doesn't matter? It might be the evening, but it's still afternoon. So therefore, anytime afternoon is still afternoon, even though. It might, if you're in the afternoon, it might not yet be the evening, but all parts yeah. of the evening are afternoon. Afternoon, afternoon is a technical term. Afternoon, evening is more by feel. You okay. Know, if you go, if you go home and you decide you're going to go to some restaurant, you're sitting out on a deck, watching the sun slowly set. You've got a lovely beverage. You're like, this is a nice evening. You're not going to say this is a nice afternoon, but evening is more, yeah, psychological. Afternoon is just a fact. Um, but yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying the fact that it feels like my time after work, whether it's afternoon or evening, is lasting a little longer because you, when it gets dark at 6 or 5.30 or 5, I'm like, well, I should just go to bed because it's already dark. So Yeah, the winter's here. I walk to my car, leaving my desk from work, yeah. and it's already it's dark. dark. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, thankfully, I still it's still light out when I leave unless I have to, you know, a meeting after school. But um, yeah, it's not fun. So the fact that it's going to the sun will be setting around seven now and continuing to get later uh, is a very positive thing. I feel like I can go do something with my evening if I want to. Um, but today, you know, all I wanted to do talk to you, Doc Manson, uh, all I wanted Wednesday well, and I'm like, we are. and here we, we are everything you hoped for. I, it, it, and every time it's a, we get to like that 20 minute mark and I'm like, all right, we're probably done talking. We should get to the email soon. These episodes are getting shorter, but we're going to hit an hour or at least pretty darn close. So I want to thank you for joining us here on episode 213. Um, as of now entitled Mrs. Manson takes the trash out, but we could adjust as we, as we see fit. Um, Anything you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? You can have your thoughts read on the air by sending us an email at podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our back catalog at ddtpod.com or by going to your podcast repository of choice. And if you like what you heard and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send some financial support to us to keep the podcast train a-chugging. Happy birthday, champ. We love you. Uh, He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And until we meet again, my friend, won't you be our bestie, vibrato?